and welcome to part two of our reincarnation episode. Part two explores a particular reincarnation story and mostly stands on its own. Part one has some background information on how many Americans believe in reincarnation and what scientists have to say about it. If you miss any references we make to the first half, remember, you can always go back and then rejoin us here and go back again and rejoin us here again and go back again and rejoin us here and go back again and rejoin us here again. So the story of James Huston and James, I'm going to say Leininger? Oh, f- Leininger. Do we want to... No, look- I'm just going to pronounce it <laughs> wrong and y'all are going to deal with it. We could just watch that Netflix show real quick. I'm going to say Leininger because it's better. James L. James L. The story of James H and James L. So we'll call it the James and James case. Yeah. That should clarify. (laughs) It's very clear. It's been told a lot of times as far as reincarnation stories in America go. So there are two people named James in this story right off the bat, not confusing it at all. Hmm. If you're into the woo like me, you have encountered this story before, but maybe we'll include some details you missed. Or maybe you're just here for the sass, so you can just sit through it again. But if you haven't heard it before and you're not here to get sassed, we'll give you an idea of what the hell is going on. If you're not here for sass, you're in the wrong place. What are you doing here? Yeah. Get out. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Throws a vase at the wall. And smashes. <laughs> I just asked what you wanted for lunch. <laughs> Don't you talk to me like that. <laughs> Maybe we should just have a breakdown every episode. <laughs> Give the fan what they want. Carrie. Carrie, is that what you want? <laughs> Hello, number one fan. Uh, <laughs> So little James was about two years old when he started having vivid nightmares of what eventually was understood to be another life. One of the common things with past life recall is that it usually happens in children and usually only between the ages of learning to talk and six or seven. Hmm. Usually. We'll get to that later. The main theory is that kids are sort of a blank slate, being that they're new here and all, and if reincarnation is a thing, then they're fresh out of that transition into their new life. Hmm. Once they get more established in their current life, the memories of the past life sort of fade away and are overwritten with information that the person actually needs to use in their current situation, because brains do that with the stuff they don't use. Which Mm. is why I didn't want to sit through advanced algebra, but nobody would listen to me. Oh, wow, you made it to advanced algebra. Nice under-the-radar brag there. (laughs) (laughs) Good Uh, for you. I didn't, though. That's the f***ed up part. I apparently tested high enough to just, quote, skip algebra and go straight to advanced algebra, which, let me tell you, unless your kid is a King Savant, which I am not. Mm. I don't for a second believe that that is a thing. I f***ing flunked, and then I had to do regular algebra while everyone else moved on to advance. <laughs> so, <laughs> just if you thought that was the brag, I assure you, it was quite the opposite in my brain. I like how you're uh, keeping on subject with the childhood trauma theme of this episode. 
<laughs> Remind me to bring that up during therapy next week. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, do you see me doing math ever? No. That's what calculators are for. Uh, Wait, th- that wasn't my point. <laughs> No. I don't know what my point was. Yeah. Anyway, mm. let's not think too hard about the part where the spirit, the soul, energy, whatever you want to call it, is the thing that is seemingly inhabiting more than one body and not the actual physical brain. So why this information would fade over time, maybe that's more of a consciousness thing and not a brain thing. Hmm. And we just think of it as a brain thing because we can't separate our consciousnesses from our brains (laughs) until we're dead. We can't even say it. How can we (laughs) hope to separate it? Can you see my ghost leaking out of my mouth right now? (laughs) Ah! I think I just torched half my consciousness cells. So, okay, little James. Yeah. In his nightmares, he was trapped in a crashed and burning plane that had been shot down at Iwo Jima, which he was also able to point out on a map later by a Japanese plane with a red sun painted on it. He told his parents that his plane had been hit in the front in the engine and had crashed into the ocean, killing him. Around this same time, he also mentioned a man named Jack Larson, who was his friend in this past life and served alongside him. We'll meet Jack in a minute. Little James was obsessed with planes during the day as well, especially ones from World War II, and he knew strange shit about them that a child of his age and exposure would not know. He stated really oddly exact details from this past life, like he flew a Corsair, which Hmm. would veer left upon takeoff and had a tendency to blow tires upon landing. Okay. And he said that. Specific. (laughs) Right? And he said that in the event that ended his past life, he took off in his plane from a boat called the Natoma. Hmm. Kind of specific for a two and a half year old. Yeah. Surprised he could even pronounce Natoma. Right? Two. <laughs> yeah. Little James knew crazy specific shit, like how U.S. flyers had nicknamed Japanese bombers with girl names and Japanese fighters with boy names. Hmm. He even corrected a narrator for the History Channel who got it wrong on a program on World War II. His parents didn't know what he was on about. They looked it up, and they found him to be correct. Huh. Well, I mean, I got to give props to the parents for even entertaining his Japanese military aircraft ramblings. (laughs) Seriously. I think some parents would just be like, um, okay, honey, uh, are those banana slices small enough, or do you need mommy to cut them smaller for you? (laughs) Right? I love when people treat their tiny humans like they are capable and don't assume it's going to take them six years to stop themselves and acting like screaming monsters. (laughs) True life. Mm. So details like these started to paint a picture of something that sounded like something a bit more complicated than a night terror. And first his mom, then his dad became intrigued and they started to research the names, details, and places that he talked about to figure out what the hell was going on. Hmm. At one point, they took little James to the Lone Star Flight Museum, where he walked around a Corsair that was on display there and apparently mimicked a flight check like a pilot would perform, as if he were getting ready to take off. Like any undead, reincarnated toddler (laughs) pilot would do. Wait, so by flight check, you mean like you, you sit in the flying seat? Um, I think they go around and, like, make sure that the wheels are inflated to the right pressure. They just, like, give everything a once-over. They walk around the plane and check the flaps, like, the outside of the plane. As far as I know, I am not a plane person. (laughs) I'm also probably not reincarnated from a plane person because I don't 
know, but right. that's what all the research said. And he did other stuff along those lines that like somebody that was in that role at that time would do, like mimicked movements and things like that. Hmm. Hey, he also corrected his parents, I believe, or maybe it was a show they were watching. Somebody referred to a bomb hanging below a plane, and he told them that that was not a bomb, but a drop tank, mm-hmm. and he ended up being right. Yeah. I didn't even know what a drop tank was until now. No, and why I'm would you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a hell of a lot older and hopefully more educated than a four-year-old. Right. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, somewhere in there, his parents are making charts of all this crazy shit James is saying, because it's starting to add up, and they're looking mm. at the details. They're asking the right questions. And James' mom asked him what his name was when he was flying planes and he crashed into the ocean and died, and James tells her, James. Ah. Remember how I said this is not going to be confusing at all? Right, right. We've arrived. <laughs> Little James would draw pictures of fiery plane fights and sign them James 3. Fiery plane fights. Yeah. You know how like toddlers like to draw pictures of fiery (laughs) death spiral crashes and Yeah. All the time. Like you do. Sure. I think this is around the time when he was three, maybe, so his parents were probably like, oh, my kid's writing his age next to his name, he's a smarty, but Mm. then he was doing it when he was four. (laughs) And they're like, uh, what? When his parents asked him about it, he told them, I'm the third James. I'm James three. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not alarming at all. Yeah. So, like, every time he would make some <laughs> creepy, horrific drawing of someone dying in a plane crash <laughs> and then just put, like, James three at the bottom of it consistently. Yeah, okay? something like that. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't believe I didn't think of this sooner, but I need to go see my friend and when she's not in the room, tell her little kid to say that, you know, whatever, like, he got a job cutting down trees when he was a grown-up before, (laughs) and that he died when his equipment malfunctioned. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if I could get him. Well, that's a a long game you're playing there, (laughs) if you really want to do it right. She's the one who scared the f*** out of me with a Ouija board, and it took me 25 years to put it together, so. She has it coming. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would say she does. She also used to send me these messages made out of cut-out letters from magazines. Ooh. She was such a f***er. I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if I could get her, ooh, that would be rich. Yeah, you better be working on it because you owe her big time. It's <laughs> <laughs> the long con. Uh-huh. I'm going to wait till your kid's 14 and then look out. <laughs> When the third James was nearly four and a half, his father was connecting the dots between little James and his past life, and he was in deep. So when you say little James, you don't mean him at a younger age. Um, Little James is like the kid James, not the past life James. Okay. So many Jameses. I told you this is going to be confusing. Keep up. Right, right, right. And this is after I watched the... The, the TV show <laughs> version of it. So you should know better. And read Jim Tucker's book. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, whoever's listening, because you're probably like, wait, which, what, who? I'm not going to slow down. I'm going yeah, for it. Just got to power through it. <laughs> just buckle your plane seatbelts. Do your flight checks. Yeah. With your tiny hands. Get your helmet on. 
So little James's father went undercover and attended an Atoma Bay reunion pretending to be Ooh. writing a book about it. Damn. This guy has my heart. This yeah. is totally some harebrained scheme I would come up with. <laughs> I'm imagining him in a trench coat and crumpled fedora. This was like 2002, but still. Okay, oh first of all, I take exception to you calling this harebrained. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe I make fun of tinfoil hats, but now you're going to come after me for my <laughs> trench coat and fedora preferred <laughs> method of dress? I'm insulted. Also, this is positively on my bucket list. Okay. Real life excuse to pull off a trench coat and fedora on some. Check. Mm-hmm. Of course, my bucket list does mostly consist of remaking scenes from cartoons, but in real life? <laughs> is, is that an Instagram account yet? undoubtedly but what's one more oh man there was a period in my life where i thought i was going to be a private investigator um honestly it's not off the table oh my god me too what? are you my soulmate right now yes <laughs> <laughs> okay okay Jesse told me about a scene in this old movie, Chinatown, mm. where Jack Nicholson keeps a bunch of cheap watches in his glove compartment. Mm-hmm. So when the old gumshoe wanted to know when a car left a certain place, he would wind one of them up and put it behind the tire of the car. So since the car had to back out of the space to leave, he would oh. go by later and pick up the smashed watch. Yes. Which told him when the car had smushed it without having to sit there and wash it all night. Yes, 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 Pure yes. Pure genius. <laughs> I never got over it. Okay, scrap the podcast. We're going into business as private investigators. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can we be private investigators with the podcast? Oh. Well, (laughs) sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Great. Okay, so if anyone out there has a mystery you need solved, call us up. We are open for business. I'll make a sign tomorrow. (laughs) Order us some trench coats. How many do you think is good? Like 10? 10 a piece? Oh. Maybe get 30 just in case we need to be prepared. Yes. I'm so excited. Camouflage trench coats, black trench coats, navy trench coats if you have to go in the ocean after a perp. We can be like following somebody wearing a trench coat and then we like, they kind of spot us and they're like sort of onto us, right? So then you like peel off your trench coat, you have a different colored trench coat Uh, under that trench coat. Yes. Boom. They don't know who you are anymore. Maybe it's a skin colored trench coat so you look like you're (laughs) naked from a distance. And then they just start running, and then you have to tackle them. And then your skin-colored trench coats flapping in the breeze. Sometimes like, I'm wearing skin-colored pants and like a shirt, and I do this like quadruple date. Surely they are not just walking around in no pants. No. Okay, no, they have pants on. Wait, do they really have pants? On? Okay, they have pants on. Yeah. And it just keeps going. I do like have to minute. say that probably the most appealing part of the private investigator job is the trench coats. It's part of it, definitely. And also the lurking, because I am just a natural lurker anyway. And I like, <laughs> like to just... Under, under street lights at night, just sort like, of lean in there. Like hanging out where people maybe can't see me, and then I just can observe. I guess what I'm saying is I'm already an amateur creep. Why not be a professional <laughs> GoPro? I would make a terrible alcoholic because I'm a lightweight, but I've always wanted one of those crystal decanters with, like, whiskey, and then I get super mad and I, like, smash Smash. the glass against the wall. Yeah. Not to glamorize alcoholism because it was a serious thing. (laughs) Right. Not to... Okay, I'm just going to stop. She had a frown that went on for days and legs that wouldn't quit. I could tell as soon as she walked in that she was going to be trouble. We're also going to need really shitty cameras. Oh, yeah. Like the manual ones. Oh. And it's like clicks super loud. So then the person you're following like turns around and you have to pretend you're not following them. I'm all jazzed up to solve some crimes. Yeah. 
All right. Pull yourself together, you broad. Yes. <laughs> I'm just practicing. Good job. <laughs> Ooh, I think you're ready. Broads. Uh, all right. So, <clears throat> back to sorry, people. Okay. So, this whole time, mm. little James had been saying that undead James, the uh, pilot guy. Okay. Past life guy. Yeah. Uh, soldier James. James the second. Sure. Air Force James? Pilot guy. Pilot James. James. Um, his plane was shot in the front in the engine. So this kid was like, yeah, my plane was shot in the front in the engine. But up until now, no one is able to confirm or deny this because, hello, the plane had crashed and sunk into the ocean. You're not getting oh, that shit back. Yeah. While at the reunion, <gasps> under f***ing cover <gasps> like a cool In the bitch, trench coat. James' father uncovered that there had indeed been one plane <gasps> shot down at Iwo Jima. <gasps> Only one. And the pilot's name was James. <gasps> ba 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 I know. So, James Huston Jr. Mm-hmm. was a fighter pilot who had lived and died a tragic death decades before little James was born. He had flown a Corsair. What? He had been shot down in his plane at Iwo Jima and perished in the ocean. No. And he was named after his father, James Huston Sr. So many Jameses. Making <laughs> so much Jameses. Making James Huston Sr. the yeah. first James. James Huston Jr., the second James, right. and little James Leidinger, the third James. Oh! Bum, bum, bum. Are you convinced yet? If you say no, I'm never speaking to you again. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's <laughs> pump those brakes. Okay, listen. Counter this is off. a man's life at stake. <laughs> Wait, no, he's already dead. He's already dead. Back. It's fine. Let's slow it down. <laughs> Counter offer. What if I told you I stopped listening a while ago <laughs> and I'm still hung up on processing life as punishment until we build up enough good karma to kick life to the curb for good? <laughs> Why does everyone's counteroffer start with I stopped listening a while ago? <laughs> Who else's counteroffer are you listening no, to? No, it's cool. It's cool. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Um. Yes, I mean, there is that. If it makes you feel any better, some of these undead kids say you don't have to come back. Oh. You choose to. Remember when little James remembered the name Jack Larson from his past life? Yes. His parents had been unable to track down anyone with that name until this point. But while at the Natoma Bay reunion, like a f***ing cool motherfucking trench coat, little James' father found out that Jack Larson had been there. Hmm. But he was hard to find because he had left at some point for another assignment. <gasps> he was even still alive. Oh! And little James's father was told where he might find him. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Tracking down James Larson, who was a person and was on that ship and was friends with the undead James II and remembered all of this shit going down. What more do you want here, people? Are you believers yet? Ooh. Okay, listen. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Pumping those brakes. Right. Hey, now I have to put my skeptic hat back on. All right. You know, like the opposite of the tinfoil one? So, I guess that means it's made of parchment paper? (laughs) Um, What's the opposite of tinfoil? Uh, (laughs) Okay, did James III know what Jack Larson had had for lunch that day they were together? Hmm? The last day? Did he remember the last time they were on shore leave together? I refuse to believe that easily. (laughs) Um, 
If I said pastrami, would you believe me? Oh, if what you had is? pastrami, I'd believe you. <laughs> <laughs> what even is pastrami? It sounds gross. Oh my god, it's delicious. It's beef brisket. Oh. It's just okay, beef. it sounds a lot grosser than it is then. Well. I never get it just because it sounds nasty. Ooh, you're missing out. You haven't lived. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't believe they asked him what their last meal together was, which, I mean, I could barely tell you what our last meal together was, and that was a few days ago. Mm. But according to one of the kids that I read about, it's more like recalling details of a dream. It sort of comes in flashes. They don't get to control what they know and what gets left out, which totally blows a hole in my plan to search through reincarnated memories for the past life of a gold miner who hid his stash somewhere or something. Ooh. But, um, yeah, they only get certain knowledge, and when you try and grill them on some stuff, they just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Convenient. But the stuff that he did know, they were able to research and match up and find those people. And, like, it's a lot of f***ing coincidences if you want to think it's a coincidence. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a lot. This is so exciting to me. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> all these crazy, documented, researchable facts proved that Jack Larson was real and a part of all this. And connected little James's dad to others who had been there when the plane was shot down. Hmm. They confirmed it had been hit in the front and in the engine before it sank into the sea, just yeah. like little James said it was. Yes. Um, if you thought this kid was making stuff up or this whole thing was a scam, you can go back and change your answer now. I won't tell anyone. Just know that you're a bad person for doubting a child. Uh-huh. Well, I already knew I was a bad person and it had nothing to do with how many children I've doubted in my life. <laughs> As so, long as we're on the same, same page. <laughs> Wait, is that the same page? It might be like adjoining pages. Little James knew way more than this, too. He knew about undead James's life and the people in it. He oh. knew spooky war shit that a child wouldn't know. Hell, even a grown-ass adult wouldn't know. Like, how they rigged bombs in the war when they didn't have real ones. But what warms my heart and terrifies me the most is that little James also knew details from after he was undead James, but before he was little James. So many James. So many Jameses. That's why we have the little rewind option on the podcast players, is you can be like, which James is this? And go back like 10 seconds. Why is everyone named James? Why is everyone named James? Ah. Do you think on some level his mom knew that he was a James? And she was like, James just feels right and named him James because he was a James. Oh, my God. He was two Jameses. He was three Jameses. Well, technically he was two of the Jameses, but there were three of the Anyway. Yes. He knew where his parents had gone on vacation before he was born and what color the hotel was, pink, and where they had had dinner on the beach not hotel colored not hotel colored <laughs> maybe hawaiian hotel colored but not like a color that you would just immediately guess i don't think right he told his parents that he picked them to be his parents because before he was born he saw them and hmm. he knew they would be good to him <gasps> or counter offer he picked them because he saw where they went on vacation and he was like these people know how to live <laughs> Aloha, new life. <laughs> yeah. And then he's born in Iowa or oh. wherever, and he's like, oh, no, wait, it was San Francisco. Uh, 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 no take backs. No take backs. <laughs> San Francisco's no Hawaii, but it's decent. Um, so not only did little James know past life shit, 
but hmm. he knew dead people shit <gasps> in between. I want to know all of that shit. So, right? Me too. James, come on. What else? Get over here. <laughs> so, hold on to your religion. Hold on to your religion, but. Because <laughs> <laughs> just real quick, the knowledge bombs that little James dropped would indicate that not only do we get to decide if we live other lives, but we also pick our parents. What? Okay. The parchment paper hat is going back on. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure parchment paper is the serious opposite of tinfoil, but continue. Okay, well, if you have a better alternative, I'm all ears. <laughs> um, if we pick our parents, why would any children end up in neglectful, abusive, or exploitative mm. homes? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a school of thought that some survivors subscribe to who have managed to forgive abusers and don't regret having gone through what they went through because it made them the adult that they eventually became Mm -hmm. or maybe because some people are already child abusers by the time they or their partner becomes pregnant then someone has to be that baby and the ones who choose to live in that household take on this martyr role willingly Mm. or maybe only some people get to choose i don't like that one like there's some sort of cosmic filtering system or hierarchy of which souls have the choice This is kind of like the the religious problem of evil argument, right? Like, maybe the simple answer is, I'm trying to apply human logic to forces outside the realm of human understanding. Boom! Done! Punches time clock. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I wonder that too. And I'm sure there are a million answers to that, and I couldn't tell you which I dislike the best. But (laughs) I had a weird revelation once where I was doing this, uh, let's call it a meditation, so I don't sound too out there. But anyway, oh, I came to this... just leaving that one wide open. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, let's just say I came to a realization that all experience is interesting from one perspective or another, and that in a really disconnected way, I have perhaps subjected myself to all kinds of suffering for the sake of leading an interesting life when the suffering was not the point. But it was just sort of the concept of, would your life make a good story or would it be boring? And it has not been boring. So for me, I guess that made sense in a way. Um, Hmm. For other people, there might be a point to being a martyr. Or maybe they pick their parents because the parents need to be loved. Or the Hmm. parents need to express something and the child makes that kind of agreement, like a soul agreement, with the parent. Or maybe they're burning through old karmic I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Okay. I've only been researching this for a few weeks. Mm. Call Jim. <laughs> well, when you get that job over there. Okay. Yeah. When I get that job, I will ask him personally. When you get I the job at that. Oh, man. Is it possible to come back as an inanimate object? <laughs> I want to be reincarnated as like a piece of debris that traveled from Fukushima here. That would be fascinating, no? Like, to float around in the ocean, just making your way through the gigantic garbage patch, and winding up on the shore of another country. So you want to be reincarnated as garbage? Uh, I guess I basically just said that, yes. Poof! Done! Oh! Oh! Um, no, so uh, the thing about reincarnation is that nobody really knows how it works, and different people have different ideas of how it might work or how they've decided they are comfortable with it working or whatever, so I don't even know why we're here, actually. <laughs> here, like, doing this podcast or, like, uh, here at all? Uh, here 
here doing that while both now that you mention it oh i need to not be thinking anymore um i was going to say that nobody's certain how reincarnation works but they mostly agree that you don't come back as a piece of sea trash damn it come back as something with what we've decided has ascensions or a soul or something of that nature, which I don't know. I guess if your belief system says that sea trash has a consciousness, then you're in luck. Silver lining. <laughs> but more commonly, the story goes that you either come back as a human or you come back as human, animal, plant, etc., all the way down to, but for some reason, not including bacteria and viruses or something to of that nature i prefer the term sea castoffs to sea trash <laughs> by the way um this feels like really anti-recycling verbiage to me and if i don't get to make one ultra pc comment per episode i will simply explode <laughs> <laughs> really i love it i in fact i'm gonna put it in the urban dictionary as a new fashion style that is like the gutter punk version of mermaid glam Ooh. maybe i'll make a cologne yes I'll be like sea trash for her for mm. him for them <laughs> for they <laughs> for they kate moss call me i have a gig for you oh she's gonna be all over this mm-hmm All right, so there are people that don't want to believe in reincarnation for religious reasons or scientific reasons, and often the rationale is similar in both cases because they don't want to be shunned by their community. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be thought of as kooky or wacky terms, which I use affectionately, but can be taken as disparaging. Right. But hear me out. I'm listening. Everything is magic. Baby birds hatching from eggs are magical. Trees spreading their seedlings on the wind to take root miles away is magical. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, these things can have biological explanations, which we might see as ordinary because we can explain the process now. But there was a time before Louis Pasteur when people believed in spontaneous generation being the process by which living organisms develop from non-living matter. Mm. Spontaneous generation has, of course, since been debunked. But at one point, people believed it was the explanation for the origin of life. Until Pastor proved it to be incorrect. My point is, however life works, it's incredible to perceive and be a part of it. So the stigma attached to looking into the endless possibilities of how it all works is just short-sighted. And there's a bit of human hubris there, too, I think, that's Mm. like... We've been around long enough, and we've been sciencing enough. We could just explain all of the things. Mm. And if we can't, then there's probably some way that we just haven't applied enough science to it to explain it. And that is hubris. Yeah, but only current science, not science that we might not have possibly discovered yet. Like poltergeists and rocking chairs. Yeah. GD it. Gotta figure this rocking chair thing out. It's it's the rocking chairs are going to crack the code. <laughs> the frequency at which the rocking happens divided by the pulse frequency of the quantum <laughs> thing that happens when the goat... Yeah. Mm. See? Mm-hmm. I could have one of those kind of degrees right now. I you wouldn't even know. very impressed. While researching this episode, I ended up on Quora, of all places, which honestly I should know better, but I wanted to see what people think about being reincarnated as inanimate objects, and that's what came up. So that led me down a whole weird rabbit hole 
of people's questions and ideas about reincarnation Mm. where I landed on the best question of all. How can I find my reincarnated dog? (gasps) Which I now desperately need to know the answer to. However, when I clicked on it, I got blocked by some weird pop-up saying I have to be over the age of 13 and use my real name. Damn it. Which uh, I am and I did, but it won't (gasps) let me in. What? Now the answers to all of life's mysteries are forever outside my grasp. What the hell? I know. You followed all the rules and they still wouldn't give you the information. I am so over 13. That's some bullshit. I feel bad for all those 12-year-olds with pet cemeteries just like wistfully resting their heads in their hands. Oh my god, they can't check the internet and find the answers. No. Poor thing. Just gazing mournfully out of the big picture window in their living room and sweeping their peepers over the family plot where some disturbingly large pet cemetery lies. (laughs) Like, Dolly, I may never wake up early to brush you before school, but I'll be damned if I don't find you in reincarnated form and ride you off into the sunset again. I don't care if you come back as a centipede. Do kids ride their dogs into the sunset? Their dogs? Yeah. You said the kid wanted to ride Dolly into the sunset again. And I'm just wondering how many kids are going around riding dogs now. I mean, it's not... If it's a really big dog, then I guess that makes sense. Or my concern is how big of a dog is big enough to ride. And is that a thing? Oh. That kids go around riding dogs. And Um, what if it's kind of a small dog and it's bad for the dog? I just... I feel kind of disturbed and upset by this concept. Unless we can ask the dogs how they feel about it. And if they are big dogs and it's okay and they're not hurting them, then that's Uh one thing. But we can't because they can't communicate right. with us like that unless do they have pet psychics at the University of Virginia because Very I need to probably. make some phone calls and who are these parents anyway that are letting their kids ride their dogs around like if your kid wants something to ride you need to be getting that kid a pony oh um okay so Dolly is a pony right I thought I was giving it a horse name but apparently not Dolly babe but I also grew up in the suburbs in the city and I don't really know what horsey names are how can I find my reincarnated dog? <laughs> I will never know. Um, these stories are pretty long and pretty detailed. So next episode will be about about something else oh. that we will decide later. <laughs> you, you didn't tell me about this thoroughly hashed out plan of yours. <laughs> But we'll come back to this because we got three more undead kid stories waiting in the wings. Can't keep all those undead kids waiting <laughs> anywhere, let alone somewhere with wings. 